Joey and Kieran are late to the game. Hey there, Kieran. Hey, Joey. Looks like it's us, Joey and Kieran, and looks like it's the show, Late to the Game. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> no, fortunately. <laughs> this is a great show, and we're great people. Uh, yeah, so, I love my smell. <laughs> so, ordinarily, Joey, this is a podcast about video games, specifically games that we didn't get a chance to play the first time around, and we're rediscovering. Uh, mm-hmm. But today is Let's June thirteenth, right twenty seventeen. So yeah. this is yeah, this is um, this is our E three impressions episode, right? Yeah. Uh, we literally just got finished watching the Nintendo. Um, uh, press conference video mm-hmm. direct whatever you call it um, yes and so what should we do what do you want to do we can we can talk about the Nintendo right off the bat because that's like fresh in our minds or we can kind of go yeah. through the go through the days um, uh, why don't why don't we start off with Nintendo and then we can do the other stuff that makes perfect sense and and uh, just to just to uh, be clear I have the treehouse like open in a window that I'm watching without the sound on Excuse me. So if any if any new hot releases come out along the way, I'm just gonna like interrupt whatever we're talking about and be like, "Oh man, there's a new uh, Mr. Driller." I don't know. That's a Sega game, <laughs> and not a game I that think, anyone ever wants to play. <laughs> I think you're thinking of Drill Dozer. Kieran. Oh, that would be sick. I would love a new Drill Dozer game. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Uh, sp- no, no new Drill Dozer games, guys. I'm sorry. Not yet. We'll uh, keep you updated. <laughs> yeah. We're we're looking for a a pink haired dozen kind of uh, rabbit <laughs> rabbit yeah. human thing <laughs> swirly cinnamon bun hair yeah that was a cool game yeah, um, it was. okay so let's let's just jump right into it you want to just kind of go through things roughly chronologically uh, yeah I mean I I didn't take notes this time so I'm gonna be forgetting stuff but maybe between the two of us we can figure everything out uh, so yeah. what happened uh, first Reggie came uh, out and he talked about how games were. Mm-hmm. And that was fun. Um, uh, what was the first game they announced? <laughs> Jeez, we should have prepared more for this. Yeah, you're right. I, I think here let's let's just talk about the things we remember then, because okay. I don't think we remember the chronological order. Uh, okay. <laughs> that being said, I think the first thing they talked about was Xenoblade Chronicles Two. That was um, one of the first things, yeah. And I yeah I have no experience with those games. Um, the one on the Wii U looked pretty interesting to me. Um, yeah. It was like a big open world, and you eventually get like a mech that has jet boosters, and you can kind of just like boost around the world if you want to. So that all looked really cool. Uh, I remember just looking at the combat and thinking it looked very like it looked like MMO combat. Like there was no real punch to anything. It was kind of like you press a button to go into like I'm doing air quotes like attack mode, and then your your character kind of just like swings his sword in the air. And damage numbers pop up, so I I didn't like the way that combat looked at all, but I liked sort of the uh, framework that was around that combat. Um, yeah. But I really like I really am a novice when it comes to Xenoblade. I don't know anything about Xenoblade. Mm-hmm. I know Shulk I, I definitely... because of Smash Bros, and that's about it, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I definitely get what you're saying, and that I I think for both of us, game feel is something that's really, really important. If the minute-to-minute gameplay isn't something that kind of, like, stands on its own as an ins- like an exciting and engaging aspect of the game, yeah. then I feel like it's usually a bust. Mm-hmm. And, like, it, you know, there are examples. Like, I've talked about Danganronpa uh, quite a bit, and, like, the gameplay in that, quote-unquote, isn't very good. The mini-games that you do during the trials are kind of shitty, okay. but the, the story's good enough to be engaging. But... Uh, the the idea there is just that um, uh, like I I think uh, the Xenoblade games aren't super within like our, our realm of interest in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, mo- uh, okay, so there are two developers. There's Monolith and Monolith Soft. I think Monolith Soft the, is wait, the one. Those are two different companies. Yeah, one of them makes Shadow of Mordor, and uh, they're making Shadow of War. Oh, and the yes. other one, okay, yes, yeah. Uh, is the one affiliated with Nintendo. So uh, uh, they actually helped uh, develop Breath of the Wild. Monolith um, Soft? Whichever one is the one affiliated with Nintendo. Uh, that would be... that. Would, hold on, I'm, I'm pulling it up I right now. I think it's Monolith Soft. That's Monolith Soft, yes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Monolith so, Hard makes the uh, the Shadow of Mordor games. Yeah, the uh, uh, Monolith 
plush is um <laughs> like they, they, they've got a lot of experience making like huge huge games and they high, their high thread count monolith yeah <laughs> um okay so, so there's a uh, whole okay so this is this is a little history lesson for myself there's a whole like xeno series that i've never played any of them of yeah there used to be xeno gears i think xeno Xenoblades gears, kind uh, of xeno... a, uh... yes yes so xeno i think Blade... spiritual successor Okay, so Xenoblade Chronicles is kind of the first game in its own little series, and that's the one with Shulk in it. Yeah, I believe so. Okay. And Xenoblade um, Chronicles X is the Wii U one that I was just talking about that has the big mech that I think looks pretty neat. And yeah. Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is this new one that's coming out. Okay. Got it. Yep. And uh <laughs> yeah, there there was not a lot of gameplay shown from the trailer. It was uh like th- there was some, but as somebody who's not uh, super familiar with either the Xenoblade series or JRPGs in general, mm-hmm. it, it definitely just kind of blended into that that sort of category. Like, if you showed me this out of context and said, look, this is the new Tales game, I would have been like, oh. <laughs> like, I, frankly, I just can't really, like, that. that's the, the extent to which I don't feel like I should be talking about this. So you want to stop talking about this? Yeah, let's move on. I, if, <laughs> if, if you're into Xenoblade, that's totally cool. Um, yeah. Um, I, maybe we should maybe we should try it out. Maybe I'd love it. I don't know. Yeah, actually, one point of interest about it. Um, there were a lot of rumors uh, swirling because, uh, like, Xenoblade Chronicles X was delayed, like, to hell and back. Like, it was delayed like crazy. Okay. And they, uh, like... Nintendo's fall lineup was already packed even before E3. Mm-hmm. So uh, Nintendo was like, this game's coming out 2017. And everyone was like, no, probably not. And uh, I, I think at E3, they were like, no, it's coming out 2017. So uh, like, it's not delayed officially as of you know like June, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to come out this year. So there's a healthy chance it'll actually come out this year. Now the big question is whether or not that means that it'll come out in like in North America because oh, right, yeah. uh those games usually come out pretty far in advance in Japan uh, is my understanding. Um so that being said, the Switch is the first Nintendo system in a while that's uh uh region free. So maybe there'll be subtitles it, and maybe it, it, you it can It seems end like up... they've been doing a lot of work to um to get things out near the same time for the switch yeah. anyway i think a big part of that is the fact that it is region free now and they yeah. know that like you know those like people just be like you know the hardest of the hardcore fans which i feel like is who xenoblade chronicles 2 is targeted at it's yeah it's like it's a sequel like it's a niche sequel to a niche game so yeah. it's like uh i i do think that uh the people who are most excited about that would probably if there were japanese subtitles would end up downloading the japanese version yeah so uh it's in their best interest to get it out at the same time in all uh uh you know areas all uh, i forget the word territories that's it so um yeah hope hope that comes out on time that'd be nothing but a boon for uh for the switch this holiday Sure. Um, uh, as long yeah, as we're so, get, getting getting the games that I don't really care about out of the way, <laughs> this is not technically uh, from the Nintendo showcase, but um, uh, Mario plus Rabbids yes. Kingdom Battle is now, a is a video game that's coming out. <laughs> we've both talked about this game before we like technically knew it existed, although it was super super heavily rumored, and. We were both kind of like, okay, why is this game a thing? Um, who thought this was okay? And why is it freaking XCOM-style strategy? Right. Uh, and so I, like, we've we both seen a bit of the game in action. And I think we have different opinions on it now that we have seen it in action. Yeah. I am surprisingly on board with it. And you are not at all. I am not on board with this game. <laughs> I don't know. I I think it looks. Uh, I mean, like, I like that kind of game. I'll play like a tactics game. Those are fun. Um, but like, what was I, I was saying? I was saying something earlier. I was like, when they made Super Mario RPG way back when, it was kind of weird because it's like, oh, Mario is doing a new type of game that he's never done before. This is kind of strange, and they're introducing new characters. That's kind of strange too. I don't really get this. 
but at the same time like it felt really um like it felt like like really lovingly made and it was like a square game so like they know how to make an rpg um basically i mean like this is not this should come as a shock to no one but like what are the rabbits doing in here what are they doing here joey i thought we were done with them you know what happened uh, you know what happened minions came out and and whoever at ubisoft was like hey minions is biting my rabbit style i was doing minions before minions did minions let's bring them back out now that minions are popular minions are like the biggest thing ever let's get them let's get our minions out there again they're even shaped like minions what is it about yeah, like they've... that little that little like pill shape that <laughs> makes you like an insufferable character that no one likes <laughs> Uh, I will say, I think it's an appealing shape. Um. <laughs> it is an appealing shape. It's a shame that the most recognizable characters that are that shape are also the worst ones. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with that. And uh, seeing that trailer has not in any capacity changed my opinion on the Rabbids. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think, like, the, I, I definitely do have issues with some of what was shown off in some of the gameplay trailers and some of the cinematic trailers uh the sense of humor is bad like that's obviously a huge opinionated statement but um i've never found the rabbits especially like compelling interesting funny uh worthwhile even (laughs) because the um, the whole the whole idea is that they're like crude but they're also kid friendly so there's nothing really crude you can do with them like like in the trailer it was like there's a big old toilet look at that <laughs> like <laughs> that's not funny that's just an object in a house that's <laughs> <laughs> but that like is that what rabbit's humor is is just like like oh the peach one takes selfies that's kind of sexist i guess <laughs> but also not like <laughs> very creative or funny <laughs> yeah it's it's very very blanket level like the rabbits feel to me like the commercials for the nut job too. <laughs> uh, yes, I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, so again, like my opinion has not been changed on the rabbits, and until they like either change what they are at a very core level or like are executed brilliantly, I don't think that my opinion on them will change. Yeah, but the gameplay surrounding them like yeah so the the gameplay itself i think looked interesting i think it looked like a an enjoyable strategy game and then like the exploration elements the the environments looked uh like places worth exploring Um, i like the uh so for anyone who didn't see the trailer um it is a uh a turn-based strategy game it's kind of like a board game you're like moving pieces on a map and those pieces will shoot at each other with their guns because, of course, there are laser pistols in this Mario game. Um, so you, like, move your units on the map and then the enemy takes their turn and you kind of go back and forth and try and have this battle. Um, the cool thing that I saw about it that is also, like, a very Mario thing is the, like, jumping mechanics. You can, like, leapfrog off of each other. And that's pretty neat. That might have been... I haven't played any XCOM games, but that might be an XCOM thing as well. Is that is that... Have you played much XCOM? No. Uh, to my understanding, that's not a thing in XCOM, but my okay, understanding well, is very, very hazy on it. So, well, yeah. cool, because it looked like a, like a cool Mario thing. It was like, okay, if yeah. Mario were in a strategy game like this, that is an interesting thing that Mario would do, is like launch people with a big jump. That's, a, that's what Mario does. He jumps. <laughs> yes, So does indeed. Yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks all right. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what those dang old rabbits are doing there there's rabbits in another mario title coming up and those look great <laughs> but these are not that, those rabbits that yes that is all true <laughs> um i okay so uh i i also have another issue with uh that game and it's that the mario characters if they're done poorly which i would honestly argue is the majority of the time uh if if those characters are done poorly they feel like people in mascot suits. Yeah. And uh, what I mean by that isn't, like, the animation or anything, because the animation and art direction of the Rabbids, like, Mario Mario Cross Kingdom's Rabbids battle, or plus Rabbids whatever, I think is what it's called, and the art direction and everything 
is actually really, really good. The animation has a lot of personality. It's really well, like, the, the animation's fantastic. Yeah, it looks well um, executed. Yeah, and I, I think that presentation is a really big reason why I'm more on board with this than I was previously, because all the elements on paper sound batshit crazy. Mm -hmm. But I feel like they wrapped them up in a presentation that tied them all together pretty seamlessly to where I'm not really questioning, like... Seeing, like, the words Mario has a laser cannon sound horribly out of place, but then it's like, you see them shoot them, and they're like these slow-moving, like, like twirly blobs of light that leave behind the Super Mario 3D world little smoke poofs. Like, they, they, they did a really good job making it feel like Mario, even if the individual elements uh, aren't things that you'd normally expect from that series. I just wish there was, like, a more appropriate... Um, franchise to partner up with Mario for this than Rabbids. Like, Rabbids isn't like a long-running strategy series. What are the Rabbids doing in this strategy game? I feel like I, if we're gonna take yeah. Mario and do strategy with them, Mario needs to be teaming up with like, like what if this were like an Advance Wars cross Mario game? Like, wouldn't that make more sense for this? Or even yes. like I don't know, Codename Steam or something. <laughs> yeah, I I think the thing here is that uh uh. Ubisoft has been wanting to make a uh, Rabbids Mario crossover game for a really long time, and Nintendo finally gave them the go ahead. And then and they finally wore Nintendo down. It's like, fine, essentially, yeah, fine. <laughs> and uh, and they ended up making what they're making, and it's strange because uh, both like the Rabbids still in my mind are associated with Rayman. Yeah, that's um, what I was wondering. Is Rayman going to be like a like a secret boss or something? Honestly, I I just wish this were a Rayman Mario crossover. Yeah, uh, that e that would yes, been so that much makes, better. Yes, that makes way more sense. Yeah, but that being said, I think that's partially because those are both or like those both have entries that are either about like uh, if they went the two D route, it's like hey, we both have two D games that are four player co op where uh, a character dies, they end up in a little bubble, they float back over. Right, like. <laughs> there's framework there to make that work really easily and then they also both have like big 3d exploration heavy platformers mm -hmm. uh in really varied and interesting locations so uh a mario rayman game i think makes a lot more sense in a lot of ways than a mario rabbits and even a mario sonic because the means via which you interact with an environment uh in Rayman are similar to Mario in that it's mostly running and jumping at a human speed. <laughs> and like Sonic, the levels have to be designed completely differently, almost like giant racetracks in order to facilitate that speed. Right. So uh, it's, yeah, I, I don't think Rabbids was the best choice for a crossover, but I think, uh, you know, like uh, putting aside what I would have preferred as far as crossovers and like even like genre of game that this is, I think the game that they showed is visually polished i think uh like the the gameplay looks engaging and fun and i think the environments look like they're worth exploring i think it looks like a solid game that would be fun to play in its own right trying to as much as i can remove myself from the fact that it's still mario and the fucking rabbits and i think i think where i am is like i agree with you but i don't think i can remove myself from that <laughs> i don't think i will enjoy playing this game I can even though i think that. it looks decent <laughs> I, can, I don't know. I could definitely. I don't know. What, like... what else was there? What else did we see? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's jump into... Um, let's just get some of the things we're not terribly excited for out of the way. Let's sure. jump right into Yoshi. The game just called Yoshi. Yeah. Um, I, I, mean, and, I love Yoshi. Yoshi is like yeah. my, my favorite. Like he's, my favorite being. <laughs> he, he's a stand-up little dino. He's, he's adorable. His game's like... Uh, you know, people consider Super Mario World 2 one of the best games ever made. Yeah. And, uh, like, Yoshi's Story is something I loved growing up. Uh, like, Woolly World was great. A uh, whole bunch of really good Yoshi games. This game looks significantly less inspired even than Woolly World, which I feel was a relatively uninspired game. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Um, so this, it's like early. They don't even have a title. They're just calling it Yoshi right now. Yeah, um, it's announced for 2018 right now. Yeah, so maybe they're still working on stuff, but it just kind of looked like 
I don't know. I mean, like, okay, so from a visual perspective, it's still going with that sort of handmade, crafty look that Yarn uh, Woolly World had, um, which is fine. Like, I have no major problems with that. It's very cute. Uh, Yoshi's cute. That's cool. Um, the way the game looked like it was running was weird. It's like a pseudo 2D, but also there's some parts that are in 3D, and you can, like, aim an egg into the background but you don't really get to do that you just kind of move your cursor up and if up means into the background then Yoshi will aim that way it looked very confusing and it didn't look very satisfying um, yeah and then like what they were showing of it was just like like some generic platforming like there wasn't really anything exciting about it it was just like like here's a pit Yoshi can jump over it. It's like, what else is there? Surely you gotta yeah. have some fun things in your Yoshi game. There was some like yeah. Yoshi's Island had like those weird transformations where Yoshi would turn into like a mole car. Like that's cool. What's the? Where's that? Yeah, I really hope that it isn't good feel developing this because I I feel like that was be the developer of um, of uh, Kirby's Epic Yarn. And yeah, also they Woolly World, they did. Right? Yeah, and they also developed um, Wario Land Shake It on the Wii. Oh, I never played that one. Yeah, I only played bits and pieces, but it was like gorgeously traditionally animated, and uh, yeah, it looked really pretty, it, but not that fun. Uh, from what I heard, it was pretty good. I even own it. I just haven't played through it. Uh, but it, it's a very traditional Wario Land platformer, from my understanding. Okay. Um, that was before uh, but, uh, uh, Epic Yarn, though, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That I I want to say they got into their like cute phase, and that's what they've kind of been doing ever since. Is like we make cute games that are really pretty and make you feel good. Because yeah, we're it, good it's feel. <laughs> it's frustrating because I feel like uh, Wario Land and Epic Yarn both came from a place of inspiration, mm-hmm. and I feel like Woolly World was Nintendo turning to them and being like, "Do what you did with Kirby, but with Yoshi this time," and then. <laughs> Uh, this new game seems to have even less direction. Like, at least with Yoshi, it's like, you saw a few minutes, and it's like, okay, it it plays like the old Yoshi games. Uh, it's it's just got, like, a, a yarn aesthetic again. Yeah. Uh, it looks fine. Uh, this new game, it's like, it's very rare for Nintendo to show off as much gameplay as they did of Yoshi. And for me to just not really get a great grasp for how the game actually plays plays like it Mm -hmm. there are these weird parts where you'll be walking around uh like in a 2d plane and then there'll be like another path that'll be like to yoshi's left in 3d and then he'll turn and walk on that path and it's like right like he'll move on the on the z-axis right like he'll move into the background yeah and from my perspective i don't understand if the game is like a weird kind of limited 3D, almost like an old school brawler, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or like if you can only move on these like set paths, in which point, like, what's the point of not just making that a path that's like above you, standard platformer style? Like yeah. it. Um, it's a very I, confusing I just don't, little video. Yeah, it uh, it, it wasn't super apparent either. A what the game even really was or be why it would be fun to play so i'm i'm i chalk that one up as a kind of like right now i am not enthusiastic about that game it it is a ways off it's probably towards the tail end of 2018 if what we saw is any kind of indication so we might get a better indication later but as of now i think that was uh probably like that should have been a cool announcement but it wasn't yeah uh, speaking yeah. of one-word titles with the main character's name that look like they're pretty far away from being finished, uh, Kirby. Yeah. See, I know. Um. <laughs> Which also, I mean, like, like Kirby just looked like more Kirby, but yeah. for whatever reason, it looked a lot more appealing than the Yoshi game to me. <laughs> Kirby in HD yeah. looks really nice. Looks really pretty. Yeah, he he absolutely looks slamming. Um, and so, uh, they're, they're, the cool thing, this isn't really that interesting, but like they're moving from in the Kirby, what is it? Kirby's Return to Dreamland was the Wii version. And that was four player co op. But you had to pick, you could either be like a different Kirby or you could be like Bandana D, everyone's favorite character. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so in this one, they're going back to uh, the system of two-player that they had in Kirby Superstar on the Super Nintendo, which is that you sort of like steal the essence of an enemy, and then you, your second player plays as that enemy, which is really cool because the enemies are really fun in Kirby, and I liked being like Sir Kibbles or like the the uh, the plasma, the shocky guy with the with the big gloves. Yeah. So that's um, cool. It- Kirby's fun. Yeah, and yeah, and the way you go about it is by like throwing. It was like a little heart or something. Like you throw some kind of item at the enemy, and then they yeah, become right. like a friendly. So, in that sense, I'm wondering if you can do it to uh, enemies that wouldn't give you a power. Uh, so like. Oh yeah, I wonder. Like the yeah, little, maybe just like the little pink st- flappies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why anyone would ever want to play as one of those, but. <laughs> That's interesting. They're so grumpy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but I like that could be interesting. That could be why they changed the mechanic. Maybe it's just me looking too far into it. But mm. um, the the last couple of Kirby games, uh, like culminating with uh, Planet Robobot on the 3DS, were really really good games. Um, and I I think like uh, Hal kind of like. Uh, it took them forever to release another Kirby game, like, on consoles after Crystal Shards, but, um... I was gonna say Crystal I, Skull. No, that's not right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Crystal... The Crystal Shards. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, Return to Dreamland on the Wii really nailed it, and then each successive Kirby game added, like, interesting elements to the point where Planet Robobot uh, can be, like, it's arguably the best Kirby game, like, up there with uh, Superstar. And... Dang, that's so high yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, Crystal Shards is actually the like the latest Kirby game that I've played. Um, if you don't count Air Ride on GameCube, <laughs> <laughs> but basically I played like the Game Boy Kirby's, and I played uh, Superstar, and I played Crystal Shards, and I never really played Return to Dreamland. I heard it was pretty good. There was also that 3DS one that I never played that I thought was kind of boring looking. Yeah, uh, that was Triple Deluxe. Triple Deluxe. Yeah, that's right. And then yeah. Planet Robobot, I also never played, but I remember when it came out, I was like, I might play this. And I never did. Yeah. Uh, I was at least Planet Robobot was phenomenal. Yeah. It's really, really good. And uh, yeah, so uh, again, that's coming 2018. Um, it, like, right now, it just looks like um, a prettier version of Return to Dreamland. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't look like it has a big hook like Planet Robobot's Robobot. Uh, but that could absolutely change. Like, it looks like it's pretty early in development in a lot of ways. So yeah. um, I I think that will be a pretty solid game when it uh, ends up coming out. And I'm excited yeah, for that Yeah, Kirby one. games are always solid, right? You can, you know, they're dependable. You can rely yeah. on a Kirby game to just be, like, what you want it to be. Yeah. I would infinitely rather that they release a 2D Kirby than another new Super Mario Brothers game. Yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> I, I feel like Kirby games are more inventive and like they have some care put into them as opposed to like just the, the soullessness of the uh, new Super Mario Brothers. Um, okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, there's Kirby. Um, other big surprise announcements. There was uh, one from uh, uh, the Pokemon company, them being like, hey, we're working on the next major Pokemon game and it's going to be for the Switch. So... Uh, you know, like that direct that they had a couple of days ago saying that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon are going to be 3DS. Um, like yeah, I the, think that, that next... may have gotten people kind of worried. I remember seeing yeah. that and being like, hmm, 3DS stuff still, huh, okay. Yeah. At the same um, time, though, it wasn't really, like, we always knew they were going to make a, a Pokemon game on the Switch, right? Like, that wasn't that wasn't a huge surprise for me anyway. That was yeah, like, that was like um, oh, good, good. Good that you're talking about it, great. Yeah, it, it was more reassuring than surprising. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, the, the Pokemon company is, or, like, Game Freak, whatever, uh, they've never been early adopters of hardware. Uh, like, they were, um, they were releasing DS Pokemon games and the 3DS was out. They were, like, yeah. they, they always kind of, they're late to the party in the sense that I feel like they want to wait for there to be, uh, more of an install base. They want to make sure it's a little bit more of a sure thing before right. they, uh, kind of jump into that. So, uh, that, that's totally reasonable. Um, another game that we know nothing about other than the logo that was announced. Uh, do you want to give this one away, Kieran? It's Metroid Prime 4. 
<laughs> I'm not okay. I'm not a huge Metroid Prime fan, but I know that tons of people are, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry everybody. Um, <laughs> Metroid Prime 4 is probably going to be great, just like all the other Metroid Prime games are. <laughs> <laughs> you like yeah. Metroid Prime more than I do, so maybe you should talk about it. <laughs> sure. Uh like Metroid Prime is one of my favorite games, the the original. I I've played almost none of the second and barely any of the third, uh, for whatever reason. But I fucking love the original, and uh, like what I have played of the other two, I also really really enjoy. So I I plan on going and checking those out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, yeah, Metroid Prime Four, as of now, is the biggest uh like surprise announcement of E three. I think. Um, yeah, definitely. I wasn't expecting it. Um, I don't know where I heard this or why I believe this, but for some reason I got it into my head that like Japan doesn't like Metroid that much. I think I might have even mentioned this on an earlier episode. Was <laughs> <laughs> that like um, for, for whatever reason like Japan or, uh, Metroid is big in the West but is not very big in Japan? So I just kind of assumed that we weren't going to get any kind of uh, Metroid. Yeah, um, like ever um, again, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Uh, Metroid is super, super inspired by Alien, which is a very, you know, uh, Western property. So uh, that that might have something to do with it. Um, Maybe it's because the new Alien movie sure. came out. Of course, it all makes sense. It's cross promotion, viral yep. marketing. Mm-hmm. Smart. Um. Yeah. Uh. And so, like, any Metroid news would have been big news, but that was some pretty freaking big metroid news it hasn't been confirmed in my knowledge yet that retro studios is the one developing it but we didn't hear anything oh, from right. retro studios retro and... is reportedly like making a game for the switch right yeah like that's, uh, i mean that's that's gotta be it right yeah like we even like saw that they just uh got a composer recently like they hired a composer who uh did uh composition for uh like deus ex and like mm. some other like tense sci-fi games right. it's like guys come on it's it's cool so um yeah that's in all likelihood that's retro's next project and i think that's really exciting because again uh metroid felt like a pipe dream and uh it it came back and not only did we get one metroid game but we got two and right. um <laughs> yeah the the other one's a little a little strange because it is a remake of uh metroid 2 um and on one hand that's awesome on another hand cool that nintendo is like officially supporting metroid again yeah on the other hand yeah (laughs) um like they they handed it off to mercury steam who made uh the the lords of shadow lords of shadow 2 and then whatever the one on the 3ds was called castlevania Um, lords of shadow big simon's big adventure what's it called yeah i'll look it up while you're talking (laughs) Okay, it, it was called, like, Mirror of Fate or that's something. That's right, that's what it was. I don't even have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, like, they're the ones developing it. Visually, it looks very similar to that Castlevania game. It's it's not a an especially pretty-looking game. It's, it's also on the, on the 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's on the 3DS, which is, you know, it's disappointing. But uh, all that being said, um, like, this is really, really cool in the sense that we're getting more Metroid and what more... Uh, of what appears to be quality Metroid because we know Metroid 2 is you know like it's a good foundation and mm-hmm. it had some really obvious spots that could use some fixing up and in all likelihood that's what they're going to be doing here uh, now the controversy here is that hey Nintendo we know that you're a big company we know that you need to make money and protect your IP but you like th- there was just recently released whether it was official or not AM2R which was a really lovingly uh, crafted remake of Metroid 2. As a fan and, game, right? Yes. So, um, a lot of people have already gotten like a version of this that they would argue is superior uh, for free. And so, <laughs> uh, I understand Nintendo's frustration there. Uh, yeah. But it's that that's a bit of a tough one. Um, it's yeah, it's a big mess, and I can't I can't blame Nintendo for doing what a company has to do to protect their properties but still it's also like yeah you're gonna shut down this really great fan game then you're just gonna put out a game yourself that's like made by some i mean i don't know i don't think the lords of shadow games were that good uh no uh, that's my that's how i feel about this whole thing it's just ugh. 
I can get behind that. Ugh. Um, yeah, so it's a bit of a sticky situation. Um, I don't think anybody is at fault. I think it's just an unfortunate set of circumstances. Yeah. And uh, it... It's not a good look for an intent. Like, you you and I can detach ourselves enough to, to like, realize that this is just, like, the business decision that needed to be made. But a lot of people, I think, are going to be really burned by it. They're going to be like, like, come the fuck on, Nintendo. You you canceled this. Or like, you, you shut down this great game, and you're going to put out this one, like, right afterward? Like, like fuck off with that. <clears throat> yeah. And that's how it, like, I know that's not how it really is, but that's how it feels a little bit. Like, I can't help but feel, like, a little bit frustrated because of that, right? Definitely. I think this is one of the only situations in which it actually looks good in Nintendo's favor that they cancel every fan project. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> if they only canceled AM2R and then released this, then that would have been like, that okay, like, that feels kind of like shitty. Sleazy, yeah. yeah, but it, it's the fact that they they cancel everything and anything with any of their characters that I feel like almost makes this look more appropriate. Um, <laughs> so... I honestly like I I do applaud Nintendo for uh like Metroid games have never been huge sellers to my understanding. I think the best selling Metroid game of all time is Metroid Prime. Um okay. and so like it, it's not a huge series for them, but it is one with a lot of love and a lot of like fan demand. Yeah. Um so I I really respect them for, you know, going ahead and uh announcing two relatively sizable metroid projects mm. um i i think that's a really good move on their part and i'm debating uh buying the at least like I'm, I'm definitely buying metroid prime 4 but I'm, I'm debating going ahead and picking up uh the metroid 2 remake as a means of supporting nintendo's decision to uh go ahead and to do give more, us metroid. more metroid essentially yeah, yeah. um I, I would be down with more remakes i'd be down with more new 2d games ideally um yeah like just about anything metroid um and speaking of Metroid, I've actually been playing a butt-ton of Axiom Verge to oh. get my Metroid fix. Yeah, so we might even have something older to talk about, but I feel like we should probably do so after this quick little break. Is that sure. Sure. Okay, okay, let's go ahead and let's take a little break. Hey, buddy. Hey. I All totally right. forgot what we were talking about before the break. Uh, I was talking about Axiom Verge and That's right. Yeah. Um we can we can talk about that in a bit. I feel like we should finish up our E3 stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, let's stay on target here. <laughs> yeah. Um we, I mean my original plan was to do all of the uh the like our overall impressions, but we've been just focusing on the Nintendo one and that's kind of fine with me cuz I really wasn't that excited or impressed by anything at any of the other press conferences that I saw. I should mention that I was at work for a lot of them, so I didn't get to see too many. I watched EA's press conference, which was like sports, mostly. Yeah. Uh, and I watched Bethesda's conference, which also didn't really grab me with anything. It was just like, you can play Fallout in VR, which is like, it's cool, that's fine. That's I'm, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh, did you... I, I missed Sony, which I was looking forward to seeing, but I watched some of the trailers for stuff like i watched the spider-man footage um and man it's weird like so on the one hand that spider-man game looks like the perfect spider-man game right like the combat like that's that's how spider-man would fight but on the other hand at this point in time like in 2017 all i could see when i was watching that spider-man footage was like here's a ripoff of the batman arkham games do you know what i mean yeah, not, maybe absolutely. not a maybe ripoff is too strong a word, but like that style of game is so prevalent now and it's so like understood, like well understood, that it's almost like I had a hard time getting excited about it at all because it just looked like some more Batman, but this time you're a red Batman with with webbies. Yeah, I I get what you're saying. Um, Spider Man didn't excite me for a couple of reasons. It like we can if you want we can do a whole like we can honestly do like at least half a podcast about the other conferences because uh, i watched sony microsoft and ea um and i like checked out recaps of uh ubisoft and uh, uh bethesda stuff but uh just as far as spider-man since we're already on it um that game didn't look like like it looks like it looks like they really wanted to make a spider-man movie and they made like <laughs> 
they made a game with just the kind of uh like okay this is modern game combat like with large groups of enemies kind of thing again it works uh but like the stealth didn't look interesting the combat didn't look interesting and all there was other than that were quick time events quick time events out the fucking wazoo like i like so much of sony's show was them showing us games that would be fun to watch (laughs) <laughs> and that was really frustrating. And that's why I was really excited about Nintendo show uh, yeah. because they showed off gameplay of just like almost every game that was announced. Like they didn't have a single CG trailer that I remember. It was all either gameplay or just like, it's so early that we don't even have gameplay yet, but yeah. Um, and they have the benefit of doing their treehouse thing now. So anything they didn't, anything you wanted to see more of, like they're just showing right now. Yeah. And that's that's always kind of been the differentiating factor for Nin- with Nintendo for me is that Nintendo makes games I want to play, yeah. like I, I want to sit down and like like hold a controller and interact with. I feel like uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy looks like it'll be a great story. I think uh, uh, Days Gone will be uh, an interesting experience. I think uh, God of War uh, has the potential to be like touching. But mm-hmm. none of those look like games that are fun from a gameplay perspective. They all yeah, look like Sony c- is really, really interested in storytelling and games, which is entirely yeah. valid. But from my perspective as a gamer, I want something that's fun to sit down and interact with. Everything else comes second. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying not to be too prescriptive with... Because I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, games should be fun to play is, like, my belief. But also, like... Games can be whatever they want to be, and I don't want to tell somebody that that's not that you're wrong for liking a story thing. But definitely, yeah, uh, yeah. All the E3 stuff for Sony was just like a lot of it's just like a bunch of movies. <laughs> yeah, that that's really what it's starting to feel like. And they and looked like decent movies, I guess. Yeah, but I think I'm tired of zombies. That Days Gone was just did nothing for me. It's like why why is this like like this game should have come out 10 years ago it feels like yeah i that game has felt like a bit of an oddity to me for a while because like whether or not they want to actually call them zombies sony already has a huge zombie franchise that's story based Mm. and to then release another like game in a different genre or not sorry not different genre uh like another game in a different series that is like a big story-based zombie game feels uh it just feels a little bit tone deaf i guess because zombies are already a tough sell yeah yeah like they're they're already a tough sell to you know the general public just because people are tired of them uh Mm. and also like it it hurts that this game didn't do a whole lot to differentiate itself other than the number of zombies which stopped being impressive around the time of dead rising yeah yeah um like from a technical perspective i won't lie it is really impressive but uh yeah that i think that was the one like reaction i got in that days gone trailer is when all those zombies just start pouring out i was like whoa whoa hey whoa (laughs) what are you guys all doing here yeah (laughs) so i guess if the (laughs) i guess if that's what they were going for they succeeded (laughs) yeah it's uh again like i i i don't doubt that that will be a competently made game it looked polished uh it like everything about it looked fine but it didn't excite me and i, yeah. I don't think it excited a lot of people um yeah. and it it looks so close to the last of us that every time they show it i'm genuinely just waiting for like uh yeah. an in-game logo or like a just some indication of which series it is and that's a problem yeah i wonder if they should have just just made it a, a last of us game <laughs> i i was honestly like, thinking just put about some that. mushrooms on those zombies heads and call it good yeah like it's it's tough because i'm, I'm sure that naughty dog's super protective of that universe and then also like uh it, it would kind of undermine how scary the zombies in uh the last of us are because there are usually like seven of them in a room and you're like right. holding your breath and right. i think uh you know like having like thousands of them the way that uh days gone does would be the same kind of uh bad decision that a lot of aliens games 
uh, have right. where it's just like xenomorphs jumping around as like standard fodder enemies. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> like it's like alien isolation. It's like no, there's one, and it's there, yeah, I mean, that's, and it that's wants you. That's the problem in the alien movie, right? That's why alien is scarier than aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So. Um, yeah, man. Well. I don't know. Let's not bum ourselves out. Let's talk about. Let's talk. Let's get to the main event. What are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there so, was uh, one game. <laughs> there was one game that we wanted to see, and we saw that today. <laughs> that is indeed the case. Um, okay. So I, I guess like maybe we should re- uh, recap the the rest. Like th- there was Fire Emblem Warriors. That's still a thing. It's still happening. It right, is a Dynasty Warriors game set in the Fire Emblem universe. Uh, I've yeah. never been a fan of those kind of games. I'm sure there are people who love them. So good. Yeah. Good for that. <laughs> Again, I'm watching that's... footage of that right now. They're doing their, they're just like showing some more of it, and it looks, it just looks like Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, it it looks fine. That's, looks perfectly that's, confident. That's what they were trying to make. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I don't feel too, uh, like I, I don't feel like I can sit here and talk a whole lot about it because, like you said, it's not my thing. Mm. Um, so there was that. Um, what else was there? Uh, I'm trying to think. I... Like. Really Obviously, there was Super Mario Odyssey, uh, but yes. um, okay, things that weren't there. There was no mention of the Virtual Console, so still don't know what's going on with that. Um, yeah. uh, mercifully, there wasn't any real talk of Splatoon Two or Arms because they come out so soon. I was afraid that half that conference was going to be them talking about those games, but right, they did they, put a random trailer for Arms at the beginning of their conference, which was kind of it was kind of weird because it's like yeah i I know yeah (laughs) there's a there's Um, three ads for arms every time i boot up my switch i get it (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh that being said there was another uh a pretty surprising announcement and that was that rocket league is coming to the switch oh Um, yeah that's cool yeah uh like uh to my understanding neither of us are big uh into rocket league like i think i've played it it's fun um Mm -hmm. but i'm i'm more excited just kind of as for what that means for Nintendo going forward, because that's that's a really big score for Nintendo to get, and yeah. um, it, it's going to have cross play with um, Xbox One and with uh, PC. I don't think it's going to have cross play with PS4 because Sony gets weird about cross play. Um, like they just announced that there would be cross play across all the different versions of uh, Minecraft at Microsoft's conference, but. Uh, that does not include Vita or PS4 or PS3, to my understanding. That's so, so that's so weird. Yeah, Sony Sony gets weird about that, but um, yeah. So that's coming out this holiday. Uh, it's gonna have a couple of like exclusive Mario hat items, that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm afraid that everyone who wants to play Rocket League already owns it on another console, but um, I mean, I don't. So I might I might end up picking up the Switch version of Rocket League. I don't know. Yeah, it's um, it's a really cool game, and I'm glad that it's coming to the Switch. Yeah, definitely. And I I will say uh, to your point, I think most people who are really interested in Rocket League probably have picked it up, but nobody has picked up Rocket League on a handheld. And I think that's, that's going to be like that. That's a very like that's a pretty ideal handheld game. Just kind of pop into a match, dick around, and then jump out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, for sure. Granted, I I'm not entirely sure how online stuff would work when you're outside of right like range, but uh, like it's gonna the be very... a lot of like Starbucks Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to desperately trying to like straining to host the Rocket League match. Yeah, at the very least, I think it plays into uh, one of the Switch's kind of subtler strengths, which isn't just that it can be a handheld or a console, but that it can be a console that's incredibly easy to transport. So yeah, you know, yeah. you can go over to your friend's house and play Rocket League, and you can each have a screen, or uh, like you can like like. I don't know if people actually do this, but it's not out of the question to sit down at a bar and play Rocket League for a couple of minutes. Like, right? That's that's the kind of thing that, uh, or the kind of opportunities, I guess, is the Switch affords. And mm-hmm. uh, I I do think those are interesting. Like, uh, even on a personal note, like I'm I'm kind of finding value in that because it's like, hey, I'm gonna go visit family uh, coming up, and uh, like uh, I'm. I've got this machine that's got Mario Kart and Puyo Puyo Tetris uh, mm-hmm. just on there with two controllers ready to go. And yeah. like, it can fit in my backpack or whatever. Like it's, um, it's yeah. zero oh, yeah. issue to set it up. Yeah. Quick, quick anecdote. I brought my switch with me. Um, I, I saw my family a couple days ago um, and I ended up showing my mom, my brother and my cousin uh, snipper clips, just the demo. Yeah. And that was like, the absolute ideal circumstances to play that game like people like 
everyone was like looking at the little screen. I didn't I didn't plug it into the TV, so we're all just looking at the little screen and like laughing at the cute little characters bouncing around. And like everyone is like chiming in, like, "Oh no, snip him there! Make him make him sharper! Make him sharper so he can pop the balloon!" And then we finally beat the level, and it's like, "Yeah!" And it was just wonderful. It was beautiful. It was great. I felt like a kid again. Uh, <laughs> go play Snipper Clips with your mom. <laughs> everyone out there. <laughs> that go find, a, find like a family insult. member. Find a, yeah. <laughs> go find someone who doesn't normally play games, and and show them Snipper Clips because it's really cool. I, I definitely agree with that, and I do, like, I, I think that is kind of one of the Switch's bigger strengths, is just the barrier to entry for, like, popping open a game and playing it on the Switch is practically non-existent, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's ever really been a system that way before, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, that's cool, but uh, yeah. I guess, yeah, let's jump into uh, uh, the, the meatiest bit of the Direct being uh, Super Mario Odyssey. Um, uh, you know, colon, uh, paranormal adventures. I don't know. Couldn't think of anything clever. Paranormal headwear. Yeah. Um, so Super Mario Odyssey is a game in which you have a literally possessed hat by a little ghost. And, uh, you throw that hat at shit and wha-bam, it is now Mario's soul. I don't know. Uh, you can control shit by throwing your hat at it. And if, yeah, if you if you throw your hat and it lands on an enemy's head, then Mario will be mystically transported inside the body of that enemy, and you can control it. Yeah, uh, it's very. If you ever played Space Station Silicon Valley on <laughs> Nintendo sixty four, it was I was getting that kind of vibe from it. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's a really really cool idea. Uh, it's terrifying. The implications of it are terrifying. Uh, Mario is essentially like a mind terrorist <laughs> who can control anyone and make them do or say anything. Uh, Mario must be stopped. Uh, he is a is a threat to the very fabric of of reality. Uh, but for a game like for a video game, that is so much fun. Yeah, like, it it looks throw fun. throw them throw your cap on a Goomba and then you get to walk around as the Goomba. Like you could, if I were if I were like six years old playing this game. I would never get anything done. I would just go to a level with fun enemies and I would just walk around as them. Absolutely, I, I know because yeah. I did that kind of thing when I was little and I'm going to do that kind of thing when I play this game. There is so much potential joy to be had from like putting it on like a like a, uh, what they, like a hammer bro and then you can like yep. throw hammers. That's so cool. I want to be a hammer bro. I want to actually be a real hammer bro in real life right now. <laughs> and I can do that in Super Mario Odyssey. <laughs> I can throw those hammers. Um, yeah, now the the implementation looks really cool. And it's like, we, we've mostly said like, hey, you know, Goombas, Fire Bros, Hammer Bros, whatever. Uh, but it, it gets a lot weirder than that. This yeah. game looks really fucking weird in a way that a mainline Nintendo game hasn't since... Oh, good lord. I can't even think of anything. Like, since like freaking WarioWare. I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. It's like... So you can throw your hat at, like, an electrical line, and you can travel up it as a ball of Mario electricity. Um, oh, yeah, that's the other thing, is <laughs> whenever you transport into the soul of another another being, they, they get your signature mustache, so... <laughs> yeah, the, it, it's so pretty the lovely. So the electro-bolt has your mustache. You can, yep. you, can, you can inhabit the body of, like, a, like a traffic cone... <laughs> Yeah, uh, like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the, what you call it. It's like a little like orange traffic plastic thingy, and of course it gets the mustache. <laughs> yep, you can you can like the trailer started, and I genuinely thought it was Monster Hunter Double Cross. Oh yeah, yeah. Like a, it's like a it's like a, a beautiful like sunny day with, on a grassy field, and we're like, is that is that Sonic? There's like some waterfalls in the background. We're like, is this a new Sonic game? And then like a like a big t-rex footprint stomps into the ground then you're like oh it's monster hunter and then he turns around and he's got a mario hat on and we're like whoa (laughs) yeah mario then jumps out of the t-rex's body and poses like nothing weird just happened um and (laughs) uh, i do this all the time with mario what (laughs) yeah (laughs) and uh no there's just like just even the little gameplay we've seen there's some really clever stuff going on it looks like uh, just like the the hat throwing mechanic is really cool because it opens up 
a bunch of other mechanics and just like ways of interacting with the world so Mm -hmm. it's like you can throw your hat at those little like weird like imagine them as just like orange sticks jutting out of a wall or something and then you can bend those backwards and flick them forwards to give yourself like a crazy amount of momentum to get through different platforming segments and that kind of stuff seems everywhere like it's always the same of throwing your hat at something but it's like an electrical ball can only move along the electricity lines and like goombas are just kind of like little chubby things i waddle around like uh it, it opens up a bunch of different possibilities and i i think it's inventive i think it looks fun um yeah i will say that uh when i saw the first mario odyssey trailer i wasn't sold on the art direction the art direction because they wanted to take you to a bunch of places that mario doesn't normally go to it Mm -hmm. it felt like weirdly b-tier like older sonic game style art direction like (laughs) it felt like a modern sonic adventure and i'm not just saying that because of the realistic humans which you can also possess so uh look out um but (laughs) okay lock your doors yeah (laughs) he's coming for you (laughs) um yeah but it's like that that opening shot i i was even saying like is this mario because it seems like it's the last thing they're showing but i was like i don't think this is mario odyssey because the art direction is and then the t-rex turned around and like gave little jazz hands with a mario hat and mustache and uh it's like the the grass looked like it didn't belong in a Mario game normally, which again is cool. Like they're branching out, they're doing different things. But uh, yeah. if you're expecting the normally really, really cohesive uh, art direction and visuals uh, of a Mario game, you might be a little thrown off because Mario. Yeah, that's definitely the word. Yeah, is like the co- like cohesiveness because they're doing. I think they're really committing themselves to saying each of these worlds is going to be wildly different visually. And that's really interesting. Yes. But it also, yeah, like that's that's one thing that Nintendo never fails at is like consistent visuals and yeah. making sure everything feels like it's part of one cohesive package. And yeah, mm-hmm. in this game, I don't really get that. It feels like Mario is literally traveling into different video games, which yeah. is kind of a cool idea. <laughs> it. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see how it actually goes, like in practice. Shoot. It's very weird. Yeah. I I want to be and clear. I've, Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was just going to say, I want to be clear and say, I don't, like, I'm not saying that the game has bad art direction or that's not what I'm intending. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, they're trying to accomplish something very different than what they're usually trying to accomplish. And yeah. uh, essentially fish out of water. And mm-hmm. they they nailed it. It's just, it is jarring. It feels like a third party Mario game. It feels like Mario is missing on some level almost just because it's like you're seeing Mario interact with these characters and environments that he doesn't really seem like he belongs in, but that's kind of the point. So, yes. Uh, yeah. There's, there's weird, yeah, there's weird third party vibes in this game. Like the, there's a little song that goes with the, that went with the trailer. Um, and one of the lyrics, I swear, I, maybe I misheard this. I thought she mentioned like the singer is like, and visit all these wacky worlds. And it's like, <laughs> that was the name of this canceled, like Phillips CDI Mario game that never came out was Mario's wacky worlds. Like, was that intentional? Cause if so, that's crazy that you would do that, but also kind of cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, they're already making some deep cuts. They're like new donk city is, uh, uh, run by Pauline, who yes, is also like a, mayor, a jazz yeah. singer. It's she's the jazz singing mayor of a town named after a monkey that once kidnapped the current mayor. <laughs> Good lord. Um <laughs> I The town's got history. <laughs> yes. Um I'm really liking what I'm seeing, uh, even if I'm thrown off a little bit by it because it is just so new and yeah. that's really exciting me about Nintendo that mm. a lot of people always argue that their franchises are kind of losing steam or getting repetitive and like Nintendo is showing an uncharacteristic willingness to just completely throw out expectations. And I think that's going to lead to stronger games. I think it's going to lead to more interesting games because if they make a super Mario 64 too, you're not going to feel the way you played super Mario 64 for the first time, because like that was such a novel and like interesting experience. And Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like that's how Nintendo is managing to keep these franchises fresh is that they are 
like really reinventing them. Like they showed off uh, to to call back to something else. Um, uh, Ubisoft showed off Assassin's Creed Origins, and uh, it's like they hadn't they hadn't released an Assassin's Creed game in a while. They wanted to kind of like space them out. I guess polish them up more. Try more daring things. It's set in Egypt. Uh, the setting looks great, um, but looking at the gameplay, it looked exactly like Assassin's Creed, and yeah. <laughs> like it it just didn't look any different. Like it, it really felt like different window dressing on the same store uh, yeah. or window, whatever. And uh, I, I feel like um, like that might've gotten people excited who are, you know, longtime Assassin's Creed fans. Maybe they're really chomping at the bit for more. Uh, I wouldn't know because I'm not one, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I do feel like Mario and Zelda uh, recently through Nintendo, like they're, kind of showing the industry like this is how you do a sequel like if you make a sequel <laughs> you have a new idea and you like you you implement it like there's something to be said for sequels that are just more of the same like they're kind of comfort food things like ratchet and yeah, clank sure, sure. uh and yeah. just whatever but um i feel like nintendo like every one of their sequels feels like a completely different game to me uh, to the point where sometimes in other games I'll be genuinely surprised if they update the UI. And it's like in Mario and Zelda, it's like, you have to because, like, they're conveying different information because there are different things going on because it's a yeah. new game. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Definitely, so. th this is, like, risky Nintendo and I am I am on board for risky Nintendo. Yeah. I'm especially intrigued because it's in a time where it doesn't feel like risky Nintendo is a necessity because the switch is doing markedly better to my understanding than the Wii U uh, ever did. So well, the, it's doing better like because of this though, right? Like this is whole, this is like Nintendo's whole new persona is like, okay, the Wii U did not do very well. We gotta, we gotta try some stuff. Like I feel I, like the Wii U is doing well. I mean, the switch is doing well primarily because of Zelda right now. I, I guess that is, that is a pretty sound argument. I, because I was thinking, like, I, I don't know if this Switch would be... It definitely wouldn't be as successful without Zelda, but... Um, I Yeah, I, I guess you're right. So, uh, good on you, Nintendo. I guess it's like I'm used to them pulling that kind of stuff out when they're desperate. And yeah. this feels like... This doesn't feel like a desperate Nintendo. This feels like a confident Nintendo. And for the first time in a while, it feels like there's justification for that confidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, like, I... Obviously, like, I've made it known throughout this podcast, I think we both have, that we like Nintendo a lot. But, yeah. um, like, I like video games a lot. I own a PS4. I used to own an Xbox One. I've got a PC. Whatever. I play video games on anything that can play video games. And in my opinion... Uh, Nintendo took E3 by storm this year, uh, <laughs> partially because of the weakness of the competition. Um, like, and yeah, I don't, I don't really want to get into like the who won E3 because I, I mean, that's such a, a subjective thing. It, it um, absolutely is. Like, um, and yeah, I, I guess like the point I'm trying to make isn't like, hey, Nintendo games that they announced will objectively be uh, more fun to you or more enjoyable yes. or worthwhile to you than yeah. the Sony ones. What I am trying to say is just like, uh, as someone who's excited about video games, Nintendo's E3 mm -hmm. was significantly more exciting this time. And it's not just because I love Mario and I love Zelda, whatever. It's because they announced a lot of games that are coming soon, but then they also announced a lot of games that we didn't know about. They announced Kirby, Yoshi, uh, they announced Metroid Prime 4. They announced uh, the Metroid 2 remake on the 3DS. Um, I'm I'm probably missing some. Uh, they they had announcements that were things that we didn't already know about going in, and mm -hmm. I feel like that's like Sony's E3. Um, they almost exclusively showed off exactly what they showed off last year, just more fleshed out, and. Right. Uh, like that's that's okay but um i don't know like uh personally like as a gamer i tune into e3 because i want to see all the big new video game announcements and sony they had nothing like i don't feel like sony had any huge first party games that were like i didn't know about this before it's like yes god of war again like god of war days gone spider-man 
Uncharted, uh, I, I don't even know what else, like, uh, those were the four big heavy hitters, and those were the four big heavy hitters last year. Right. It's, um, the, I, I feel like E3 is partially just for firing up crowds and, uh, yeah, that's a big part of it, right? Yeah, and, and I, I like feel investors like, too, right? Like that's, yeah, that's yeah. a non-trivial part of it is people that are not necessarily even the core demographic of players. They're just people who are willing to give some money. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I, I guess it's just kind of disappointing when you see an E3 conference that's like, all right, we're going to show you what we got lined up. That's like, you, you told us what you had lined up last year, apparently, because yeah, it's yeah. all the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, Microsoft had one or two little surprises they had uh ori and the will of the wisps uh was a really cool one and oh, i missed that entirely yeah i missed microsoft's press conference so there's probably a lot that i didn't see for that one yeah um honestly not really they didn't announce a whole lot they announced the xbox one x which is what the scorpio yes. was <laughs> horrible fucking name god damn like who who did it worse the wii u or the xbox one x i was gonna say like they're determined to dethrone the wii u as just the most pointlessly named hardware on the market uh yeah um i i guess we can get into more of the nitty-gritty of uh sony and microsoft in another podcast if you want um uh maybe uh, we're getting kind of long in the tooth here you want to wrap this one up and maybe we sure. can do another episode uh, about about yeah. other general impressions. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think if there is uh, anything else. Anything new on the stream? The treehouse? Or is it still Fire oh, Emblem? Double check. Uh, they're showing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 right now. Okay. And um, we've already talked about it. <laughs> yeah. I uh, The one game I might be most excited for that was announced at E3 that I haven't talked about at all yet is the new uh, Arc Systems developed uh dragon ball z 2d fighter that looks oh, phenomenal yeah 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 god yeah, that as, a, cool. as a uh, as a new as a born again fighting game fan um it's really cool when arxis makes a fighting game because i know i played uh i played a decent amount of um their persona fighting game which is really it is it is a like a loving um like love letter to the persona series that fans of persona will really enjoy and then B, it is a like surprisingly deep and complex fighting game that's really satisfying to learn the systems of. So them doing that for a franchise that frankly makes a lot more sense as a fighting game, Dragon Ball, <laughs> is going to be really cool. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. Uh, that looks like a game that, like you're saying, just regardless of your uh, affinity for the actual franchise uh, that it's sort of based on, I think it will be a really well-made fighting game. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so uh, I, I think that was the biggest surprise uh, for me at Whose E3. press conference was that at? That was at Microsoft's, but it's for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. That's weird. That's one of, what a weird thing, but cool. Yeah. That's cool that it was like on a main stage. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was really weird, too, because uh, I think it was Phil Spencer, uh, like, before it was shown, he was like, so we've got games from partners all over the world, and here comes one. Uh, that I just got to try out over in Japan. It's, it's like, it's f fast, it's action-packed, it's hilarious. It's like, how is that funny? Like, he described it as hilarious, <laughs> and it's just, like, people beating the shit out of each other. It's like, goddamn, remind me not to go to your stand-up, Christ. Like, I, I don't know what's... Yeah, so, that, that was a little strange. Um... I've got a whole bunch that I could rant about on the uh, the Microsoft conference. That was a that was a doozy in a lot of ways. Okay, let's 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 call this one here, and then we yeah, can do more definitely. with Microsoft in the future. Sure. Okay. Uh, I guess this is uh, late to the gamers. Signing off. <laughs> Bye. Bye.